Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee here. We are yet again going through another Metallica song. Today we are going through My Apocalypse, which I guess in a way is the first of Metallica's My Trilogy. The next two episodes we're going to do Friend of Misery and World, but today we are doing My Apocalypse, the closing song on Death Magnetic. Death Magnetic, an incredibly underrated album in my opinion. I know, you know, Metallica have spoken about the veteran of the psychic wars and this album's certainly a veteran of the loudness wars but regardless the compositions are terrific throughout and this song today that we're going to talk about my apocalypse is certainly one of my favorites so if you want to come on the show you want to discuss a song get in touch with me metallicapod at gmail.com i will get back to you with a list of what's available let you know when roughly we're going to record and we can set that into the uh the ledger at metallicapod if you want to follow me on twitter you want news about the show every song now i'm just hitting out and seeing what people think of the tracks little 240 character reviews we'll be reading some out at the end of the episode thanks to everyone who got in touch with us patreon is there patreon if you want to support the show you want to get back to the show patreon.com forward slash alpha metallica all the episodes go on there first one of the things i've started doing now is uploading them on there through the rss feed so essentially you can pop the little RSS feed, the little link that you get when you subscribe into your podcast player. And whenever I upload a new episode of the show, so for instance, at any one time, you can pretty much listen to the next two episodes of Alpha Metallica before they drop on the channel. So yeah, if you want to support us, go there. If you also want to support, we've got iTunes available. And one of my favorite things that ever happened in the history of the show happened because of my guest today. So you may have been aware beforehand, or you may have been aware just listening to the show, that occasionally the main Alpha Metallica theme, the podcast theme, will change to a cover version, to a slightly heavier version that ends with a particularly gnarly guitar solo. And essentially what happened was, that was um, by virtue of Chaos Wear. So the original theme was written by my very good friend Alex Cottrell. Alex has been on the show many, many times. was recently on for Mistress Dread. We covered Ain't My Bitch. Um, we covered XC of Gold as well, and I'm sure we'll be on the future. So he wrote the theme, and then my guest today enjoyed the theme, did his own version. on his own virtuoso guitar channel and occasionally I use that there and that was just a wonderful bit of fourth wall breaking really to see it enter the realms of guitar heroics on you with no further ado chaos where how's it going man hey i'm doing good thanks thanks for having me again on the on the show time of course thanks for covering the alpha metallica theme bro i know <laughs> sure. I, I labored the point last time but it, 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 <laughs> yeah. was an, it was an honor it was very still very very cool to me cool ah, that was really that was really fun actually to to record so i'm still uh, very proud of this one as you spoke before on the other episode which was escape right we covered escape yep yeah, that was escape. Was a hell of a long time ago now. When we mentioned that episode, you have your own YouTube channel where you do a lot of covers yep. and gear reviews, and you know it's still going. You clearly are a pretty sensational player. Um, <laughs> can you play my apocalypse? It's a pretty difficult song, though. No? Yeah, actually, uh, I think I know it. Yeah, I couldn't play it right now. I think I probably need to practice again. But uh, yeah, there are a couple of riffs in there that I really, really enjoy, and I I know by heart, especially the middle one. But I'm sure we'll talk about this. But yeah. Yeah. The middle one from uh, from Hamet is mm-hmm. tasty, very have you, tasty. Have you seen the um, the Guitar Center video where he's talking about playing that live and how he doesn't want to fuck it up? Ah, uh, not really, no. no. I don't so, remember I mean, this one. Thank you. 
Now that's a, that's a riff that I hope I get every night because when we play that song, at that, when that riff kicks in, I'm the only one playing it. So I have to, like, everyone's watching me. It has to sound right. It has to be on a uh, right tempo. And, uh, you know, if I don't practice that riff, I, I'm, I'm liable to mess it up. There's the famous video of Hetfield uh, playing the riffs and talking about being in the glue factory. And they did a Lars one and a Kirk one. When I was on Metal Your Podcast with Clint and Ethan, we covered them all, uh, mostly okay. paying attention to the James one. But I think we mentioned Kirk's thing. But yeah, Kirk talks about the no, 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 you know, that riff. And exactly. um, just just how, how difficult it is. And, and yeah, so this is my apocalypse. And just before we get into the track then, Death Magnetic, where do you rank it out of interest? If you were to rank all the Metallica albums, is it breaking the top five? Is it is it down at the bottom? Or I think it's somewhere um, somewhere along the the Black Album and probably Justice. So it's pretty high in my in my in my books, I would say. I, I really like this uh, this album, to be honest. Uh, there was some stuff that was, that was a bit disappointing when the when the record came out, but uh, overall, I really really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And this is a kind of standout track for a number of reasons. I mean, namely because it's just a shade over five minutes. It's five minutes and one second long. It's essentially ninety seconds shorter than the next longest song, which is Broken yep. Beat and Scarred. Um, a lot of people complain about Death Magnetic songs maybe being a little too indulgent in points, riffs overstay their welcome. Is this a fair criticism? Uh, absolutely. Honestly, I, I really love this album, but I think it could benefit from some cuts here and there. And I think My Apocalypse is the only one that uh, it's, it's okay. I mean, the five minutes mark is absolutely fine. On the other song, I think there is a bit, uh, a bit too much. And we start with the song going you know, straight into the mouth of hell, really, yeah. with that chug. The riff is just there. I love how when it starts with the boom, you can hear two guitars and then it's James sort of continuing the theme yeah. as ever and, and Kirk with the stabs into that real, real kind of gnawing dissonance. Nah, 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 nah. You know, something that James loves to do on yeah. Justice and stuff like that, that, that pull down. And then as the riff continues, we get the war drums entering, you know, beating that, that snare crash it really feels like we're heading off to combat i mean what what would you make of this first 30 seconds or so well i really like the the energy that is uh, really blasting uh, uh, from the beginning i mean it's very different than the other tracks where you know there is an intro it's kind of sure. long to 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 put in place but this one is starting right immediately and uh, it's amazing I, I think that's um when the first time i listened to this album so you know I don't listen really uh, to the whole album, so I skip a bit through the song just to get a, a glimpse of the album. And I think the first time I, I did this with this album, I, I just stuck on my apocalypse. This one, I let, I let it run yeah. from beginning to the end because the energy takes you really, the raves, the, the, even in the, in the vocals, the energy mm-hmm. is amazing. It's really contagious, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely is. And I remember, it's funny you mention that because I remember listening to Death Magnetic, kind of, I listened to leaks and stuff before it came out properly. I remember downloading a few songs, including My yep. Apocalypse, off LimeWire. And yep. this was one of the only ones that really sort of got me going initially. And this has always been a track yep. that I have adored. And you know, Lars kind of hammering like a madman as we get mm-hmm. into the song. And, you know, James straight in there, claustrophobic, crawl out of this skin. I mean, the, the imagery is sensational. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing that I really like about the, the lyrics is that to me, it's really the, the title track of the album, actually. So this is the only song where there is the, right. the actual death magnetic uh, lyrics in there. I think it's on the second verse or something. Uh, I don't know why, but this death magnetic, 
every time it's uh, it's uh, it's sing, uh, I, I get goosebumps. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. The tit- the titular track, if you will. Yeah, it's like aha, uh-huh, like there it is. Like you know, exactly. we actually get a Death Magnetic song, but but yeah, and and Death Magnetic as a title is just so brilliant. It's just aged fantastically as it's gone on. Like you know, um, yeah. there's so many connotations to it, and of course the uh, the filing coffin front cover yeah. as well is sensational. One of the things that I really love about this track is that. You know, James is so on point with the melodies and the interactions with the riffs. So the feared yep. by name extermination, how that goes really low and really chuggy, and then the cross the line. You know, so we cross that line. Like it really feels like he's unearthing something on those chords. You know what I mean? The way his vocals are interacting with the way that he's playing, I just think it's, the synergy is tantalizing. Yeah, the, the writing is amazing mm. in this song. It's uh, I don't know what comes first on on this case if you. Really, he's writing, he's writing the the riffs first, and then he's coming with the vocals, melody, or, or, or the other way around. But the two of them blended together, it's really working so well. Mm-hmm. And this part actually reminds me a bit of something that Slayer could have could have written because right. you know there's a bit of dissonance. Yes, the, yes. The, the, the speed also is there. So definitely, when I was listening to to those first uh, verse and first chorus, I was like, wow, this is almost like Slayer. Those stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much dissonance all over this track. And the total eclipse, suffer unto my apocalypse. Like if you, if you look at the fretboard, what's going on? There's lots of cool stuff happening. Like in the fear, thy yep. name, extermination is quite basic, and the cross yep. the line is him just hanging on that chord. But as it gets quicker, as it's pushing forward to suffer unto my apocalypse, there's like some sort of hammer on sections. Like yep. you know, you're not staying too long in one place there, which which I really really like. And it is just a breathless song. And you mentioned before whether um, they write the riffs first or the melody first. I actually watched on YouTube, they have a compilation of all the making of Death Magnetic videos. I don't know if you've seen those when they're in the studio and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just figured just beforehand, I just watched it just now, and um, it's really, really fucking good video, actually. Obviously, it's the final one. It was called Ten. Ten was its name, because oh, yeah. I think it was the last song that was going to be thrown onto the album. And it starts with them, all four of them sitting around just listening to riff tapes, and they hit upon the middle bridge riff, and it's cool to see James just working on it, the ge- the cogs turning in his head, just picking out where certain things could go. And Lars says to him, like, is there a song in here? And he's like, oh yeah. He's like, there's a, there's a he's like, there's a B riff from this, and like, da da da, and we can go here and go there. And I think he's singing like, he's not singing my apocalypse, he's singing like, our suicide or something like that. It's kind of slightly difficult yep. to hear what he said. And then uh, there's a really good scene with Kirk as well, and they focus on the... Um, you know the intro of the guitar solo that sounds one of J- James oh, yeah. like revved up motors. Like that's it's goofy, but it really works. Like it's fuel esque. Yeah. You know, I, I like that part. I, I really couldn't understand the first time I I heard the solo. I couldn't really understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. And and I saw this video actually the, the part with the solo. I saw it and I was like, okay, so that's some tricks going on. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really nice this one, like uh, almost like an engine running or something. Yeah, yeah, it is, and they. What's what's cool is you basically see Greg and Kirk doing it at the mixing board, but you can hear James and Lars like cracking up, like they find it so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Make us do a stop on this next take. We gotta get that. <laughs> Spit it out! <laughs> 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 
And Kirk's a little bemused. Kirk isn't that bother. Kirk says it sounds like a car going off a bridge or something <laughs> like that. Let's talk about the solo. I critique Kirk mercilessly, but I think this is a fantastic solo. I think he does great work. Well, I think overall on this magnetic, he, he did an amazing job, mm-hmm. especially uh, coming out of uh, two or three albums without solo or with, without like really strong and technical solos. Uh, on this album, it was really a comeback for him. And uh, My Apocalypse, but even the other one, to be honest, uh, the, the solos are great. Even the one he did on uh, on the Beyond Magnetic, the leftover, let's say, from, mm-hmm. from Death Magnetic, I was amazed that those were only leftover because the, the songs were good, the solos were amazing, and, and still didn't end, end up on the album. But solo-wise, yeah, Kirk did an excellent job on this uh, on this album. Much better, in my opinion, than what he did on uh, Hardwired, to be honest. Oh, my. I mean, Hardwired is just the epitome of lazy rock star on Hardwired. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, like I, I like the Moth solo because it yeah. just kind of runs on energy and gas. And I think if you think about the Moth solo too much, it falls apart. Logically, it doesn't have that integrity to me melodically. Yeah. But, yeah, so many of the solos. We just recently mentioned the Murder One solo uh, yeah. with Jack. And that is that is laughable. It's almost like it's almost like a parody solo of Kirk. Um, I, yeah, it, you know? to me it feels like. Uh, I mean, he, he went into the studio for a couple of weeks and write some solos on the on the fly, and that's it. Yeah. To me, on this magnetic, it really sounds like. I mean, there was some really inventive stuff. Uh-huh. It's, it's tough to be creative when you've done ten records and uh, hundreds of solo, but uh, I think really there was some interesting creativity on this magnetic on the solo, mm-hmm. on the solo at least. And before we get to the solo sections, we build up to that with a split apart, you know, spit it out, maybe spit out the bone, sort of being yeah. teased there, maybe subconsciously. We have that bridge riff, that which is it's just marvelous, isn't it? I yeah. just I, I just love the the visceral energy it connotes. Yeah, hands down, my uh, my favorite riff of this uh, of this album. Of the Definitely. album, okay, that yeah, I'd, have yeah. to, I'd have to think about what my favorite riff of Death Magnet. But yeah, it's uh, absolutely up there. I I, I actually really like Day That Never Comes. Now, Oh yeah, just got to have. Yeah, I just I like I like the note choice there. I like the cyanide chorus riff as well. Um, I like the breakdown riff in end of the line. They kind of blur into one, so I'm kind of thinking, is this the end of the line riff? There is there so many, so many riff on yeah. this album. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's tough to to choose just one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really like uh, you know after the riff as well. Kind of reminds me a little bit of. Um, that was just your life, you know, when James is really, what makes me drift a little bit yep. closer? That man takes a serious, like, you know, pushing that, pushing that, pushing that, going forward, going forward. But the the, the ultimate thing for me is the uh, the demon awaken my apocalypse and the way the guitars are, yep. and the way they, you know, they put that into an actual riff, the vocal melody before yep. kicking into the third verse. Uh, the band are really firing on all cylinders here. I think I think yeah. they knocked it out of the park. I, I'm surprised this song isn't talked about more, to be honest with you. I think this is one of their best songs of the last 20-odd years. I'm a bit surprised that they, they don't play it live, actually, because to me it's uh, it could work as a great opener yeah. or great for the encore or a great uh, closing track even. And it's it's a pity that it's not appearing um, so much in the set list. Because, no, so, yeah, it's, yeah, the energy, it's, it's mm. amazing. But, you know, it's tough to choose because, okay... Uh, 
how to compete with uh, fight fire with fire damage yeah, oh stuff like this it's yeah. really tough to to chill on the set list yeah but definitely i agree with uh, what you say in the beginning that is the album is underrated but this song especially is underrated yeah um 37 times it's been performed live weirdly enough it was performed in my hometown live for the first time uh, oh. march 25th 2009 uh, birmingham england and it was last performed december 7th 2011 in san francisco so yeah it didn't get many airings at all it was pretty much on the yep. world magnetic tour yeah yeah i was uh, i was lucky to see it uh, a couple of times i think i saw them uh, on the on the world magnetic tour I think it was in Copenhagen, something like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, as soon as it came, this one, I was crazy. I was really crazy. I think that's the one that I was waiting for the the, the whole time. So that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many fantastic riffs getting thrown yep. down here. So consistent and, and just flies by, really. And I just yep. have adored this song forever. And again, for me, it's when james and the riff are in each other's pockets and they just on command and and james also sounds absolutely terrific here the images that he's throwing out as well there's nothing really cliched you know inhale the fire um you know pulling closer still from the death making mangle flesh snapping spine dripping bloody valentine as well uh tossing body mannequin it's um you know just just really is a cattle call of yeah. um, you know you know terrific modes that he's entering here and the solo as well just go back to the solo you know it takes its time there's not too much wah here it's kind of the kirk of old yore for me lots of fun sections it kind of has the patented kirk chromatic crawl up the fretboard when he doesn't quite know where to take it and then yep. it ends with like a weird kind of sounds a bit like an ambulance like a nina nina like it kind of ends in a bit of a squib doesn't it yeah but that's exactly what i was talking about about mm. creativity yep. and really being a bit inventive with uh, stuff uh, okay it's not uh, it's not revolutionary but uh, it's interesting it's different and it's not the standard uh, rock leagues like you were mentioning uh, mm-hmm. on hardwire so yeah i like this it's uh, it's stuff like this that makes her Overall, a solo really stand out. I mean, you have a strong opening, a weird closing, uh, some interesting leaks in the middle, and that's that's amazing. That's all what all we need. And uh, Rob was interviewed about this, and this isn't the most interesting quote, but he said, "quote My apocalypse was a cool song. It was fast. It had the fresh element of the past." Yep. Um, apparently in the 2009 Grammy Awards uh, they won Best Metal Performance for My Apocalypse which is pretty cool Ooh. My Apocalypse was actually a single as well I think it was like their 41st single or something and it was released um, you know, worldwide obviously now here's something I haven't heard and I don't know if you've heard this yourself just seeing this on the Wikipedia page more recently it says a new introduction to the song was added Lars Ulrich said quote we've been enjoying playing My Apocalypse out here on the road but felt like it could use something extra we decided that it needed a cool intro to set the mood so James wrote one. Are you familiar with this intro? Uh, not not really. Maybe no. I heard it. I'm not sure. I know yeah. they they changed some intro on the on the Hardwire tour for I think Halo on Fire something like right, this. Right. They made a specific intro, but for this one, maybe. I have to look it up. Yeah, yeah. If someone can, you know, comment below or, or tweet me or whatever and let me know because, yeah, I, I watched a few live performances and couldn't really see it there. Um, it's, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's. I don't, I don't think it really needs one to be honest with you. Maybe it just needs no. to warm up into. It. I think kind of one of the beauty of the song is it just begins and we're just, yeah. you know, into the jaws of it. So as we always do, at Metallica Pond, um, great to get your feedback, guys. So Mark says so many riffs and hooks. Add the trash can ending. It's almost a parody of their past thrashers. Also, I love it 
Sava Bloody Podcast, Rye saying, listen to the, re-listen to Death Magnetic, and I stand by my initial reaction, the whole album feels forced. Not to be negative, I know a lot of people love it, but it falls in the same recent Rubin vein of trying to recapture as opposed to move forward. See yep. Black Sabbath's 13, Hardwired proved they had much more. What's your thoughts on that? Well, it's true that uh, definitely you can you can see that uh, they are applying the recipe of the, of mm-hmm. the early album, so okay, there, there is the, the opening and and strong opening and closing track. There is the heavy ballad like Fade to Black. There is the instrumental, etc. So yes, in this way, yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit forced, but still, still, just the rave. The, it's good to see them back actually with something that you're kind of familiar with, and still it's something new. So I didn't mind that they were applying this recipe. I didn't feel that it was forced. I feel that it was a bit. Uh, Okay, we stick to a recipe, so it's not completely new, but it's not forced. You can see that, uh, especially with my apocalypse. Actually, if it was forced, you wouldn't come back to the song and listen to it again and again, yeah. uh, years after years. So, so no, I, I think it was a good uh, way for them to come back. Uh, plus, they did a bit the same on Hardwire. To be honest, Hardwire is also following a bit the same recipe, and it's working as well. Maybe it's it's less forced because they are injecting some elements uh, that are more reminiscent of Load and Reload. It's a bit more of a mix of everything, mm-hmm. but uh, still, it's a very similar uh, recipe at the end of the day. Ralph saying one hell of an old school thrash album closer from the boys. This song rips your face off right from the start. Hetfield and Co take a very Slayer centric turn, which is what you were saying here on this song, both musically and lyrically. Kurt yeah. just absolutely shreds on this track as he does all over the album. I completely agree, Ralph. And finally, Master of Pun saying one of Hammett's best ever riffs in the middle section. The snare yeah. kind of sounds like the ghost of Say Anger. Overall kick ass end song. And uh, I mean, I love it as an ending to the record as well. I, I couldn't think of anything more fitting really yeah no it's great great way to end just like they did you know with dire's eve yeah uh, damage it's, it's really cool to end an album of this on this it's really 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 strong really strong and any um any closing thoughts on the track on the track itself really I, i'm a big fan of the track the only thing that i that i kind of didn't really enjoy about the album overall was the was the production i was oh, yeah. very disappointed with the production i'm sure you already mentioned mm-hmm. this on the on the podcast so I was a bit, uh, a bit, uh, yeah, disappointed with the production. I think we were lucky to have access a few weeks or months after uh, to the um, Guitar Hero sure. mixes. I, I really, really enjoyed those one. I think I, I don't know actually. I don't have the CD with me, but I, I think that's the only version that I'm still listening. Uh, no other. I'm never listening to the original uh, uh, mix or master, let's say, of the album. Mm-hmm. That's my, really my only complaint with this album. Slightly too long songs and really bad production. And I want to push people towards your channel. Um, you know, search Chaosware, K-A-O-S-W-A-R-E. And um, I mean, how would you describe your channel? Like all guitar based, right? You do a lot of cool ideas. I really like it. So yeah, uh, I'm playing a bit of covers. So mostly stuff like uh, thrash metal, so Metallica, Megadeth, stuff like this. Uh, I'm doing a bit more of, of uh, original uh, songs also. Sometimes I'm uh, demoing some programs or pedals or whatever. And, mm. and to do this, I'm writing some small songs so that's really really cool i really like this and uh yeah sometimes i, I will do the the usual uh, top 10 rave from megadeth oh, yeah. or whatever so that you can see all over youtube but uh, still it's really fun to do and uh, probably this year something new for the channel is uh, i'm working right now on, uh, on finalizing my first ep so it's a small project that i have with my brother so it's our first ep it's a really awesome. trash project and probably it should be should be out around may or yeah before summer let's say 
All right, excellent. Yeah, well, let us know, and we'll definitely help to promote that. Yep. Um, just looking on the channel now, as you were talking, loads of scars on Broadway stuff. I mean, Darren yep. is such an underrated player, right? Yeah, I really enjoyed the the, the album that they that they released. I need that to was listen really cool. to it. I know the first one really well, but I haven't listened to yep. the new one. It's really good. It's really good, especially uh, now that it's almost sure that there won't be any System of a Down new album for a while. So. <laughs> Uh, but it's great. I love it. I love it as a for the music, but also the um, as a singer. The guy is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I enjoy probably more his singing style now than uh, than Serge. So wow. Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm a big <laughs> Bo- system statement. fan. That is. <laughs> I don't know any system fan that would agree with you, but but fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. That is. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> I saw I, I saw scars on, on Broadway in yep. 2009 in Birmingham they were playing sort of the fairly large club but no one turned up so it got <laughs> bumped to like this tiny room and it was oh. great to see Darren play you know funny and serious and Babylon and uh, chemicals and you know he, he he was so good like I, I was really dying for him to pull like Forrest out or Nugans or yep. Question didn't do any system unfortunately yep. um but uh, I mean, out of interest, because I've mentioned this before on the Clinton Ethan, I'm, I'm working on a new project. I've written all my notes where I'm going to be ranking systems' entire discography. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got sort of my own list and stuff. What, what, what's your favorite system record? Uh, probably Toxicity. Yeah. As probably many, many fans. The first I, album I, I really love is my introduction to the band. But... I prefer yeah. Steal This Album to Toxicity. Ah, yeah, that's true. There were some really, really cool songs on this that's one. That's bold as well. But the, the, the problem with Still This Album is that before I listened to this one, I was listening to the the tracks that were leaked on the yes, internet. Yes, yeah. And I got so so much used to those versions that when the Still This Album came out, I was I was a bit thrown off, let's say. I didn't yes. really enjoy those so much. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really dig this album, let's say. All right, well, um, you know, again, guys, let us know in the comments down below what you think of the song. I'll also put the link for Chaos Wears' fantastic channel. Go support the channel. There's tons of Metallica-based videos and, and tons of other really cool guitar stuff, um, gear stuff, and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no, man, really, really good channel. So um, what have we got coming up soon on the show? Well, next week we're doing episode 100 of the show. We're doing wow. My World. I know, I know. I think Escape was like, 20 30 or something like that it was really really early so that was early yeah yeah yeah, very early so then we got no leaf clover no remorse nothing else matters now i want to sniff some glue now that we're dead of wolf and man one and orion so we've got lots of cool songs coming up that'll take us basically up until the end of april so again guys thank you if you enjoy the show you want to get back to the show go support us on patreon uh we've got itunes as well there as well if you want to leave us a review um anything else to promote for you sir I know that's already quite a lot with the with the channel. So thanks, thanks so much. No, of course. So um, yeah, again, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, and uh, thank you again, man. Thanks.